Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. What a great time to be in the presence of Almighty God, connected with you, connected with you in your home. It's a glorious time to be with you. Welcome to every single one of you, to all your families, to all your friends. Please share this. Remember, this is the time that we can't, there's got to be social distancing, but there's no distance in the spirit. And what a great time for you to be connected to God's word, to God's people, like never before. We are connecting, even though they're calling for social distancing, we are connecting socially like never before because of an online connection. Please share this with everybody, but welcome to every single one of you. Amen. Well, glory be to God. Please let us know that you are, let us know that you can hear us. Let us know that, uh, you know, where you are connecting from. We are a church that is connected. And so we're seeing people all the way from Zambia, from Dubai, from Cape Town, our friends across the globe, wherever you are connecting with us this morning. Welcome to every single one of, our, of you, but please let us know that the sound is good. The technical hitches we had this morning, let us get going. We've, we've resolved all of that. Well done to the technical team. They've been under tremendous pressure to make sure that you can get the stream this morning. We appreciate them this morning to every single one of us. I have a word from the Lord this morning from you. Please let the technical team know. Are we up and running, technical team? Are we good to go? I'm getting a thumbs up from outside. Please let us know that you are good on our side. We are here for you. And the end game is that the word reaches you and your home. That's what this is all about. And so let's get into the word this morning. I, our time is limited, so I'm going to just I'm gonna deliver what the Lord has put in my heart for you. And let's begin to stir our faith and begin to understand. Father, thank you this morning for this great opportunity to minister to these, your sheep. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to minister the word of God with clarity and with understanding. Father, our heart's desire is that through the Holy Spirit, Lord, you will connect with every heart and every mind, Father. I pray that you'll bring peace and stability. I pray that through the wisdom and, and knowledge that you will bring stability to every home, to every situation. Father, thank you that we've been born for a time such as this. You're the one who empowered us and strengthened us. You've trained us and developed us. We've been trained by you, my God, by you, and handpicked by you for a time such as this to live in the greatest days of our lives. What a joy to come to the Word. What a joy to be connected with your people. What a joy to walk in victory. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Bless your people this morning in Jesus' mighty name. We all agree and say amen and amen. What do I need to know? I need a handout this morning. Is this better? I don't mind changing whatever we need to do so that I can get the word to the people and that there is clarity. It is well. Amen. Somebody in your house, just begin to announce that and say that publicly in your house that it is well. Just say it is well. That no matter what is happening around us, we're tracking God and it is well. 
I'm starting a brand new series this morning, and I'm going to build faith in the next season. By the grace of God, going to help you come into your highest for God, that you can never be the same again. Amen. I am teaching with a, a brand new series, and it's called Crossroads. We are heading up to Easter, and there is a need for us to develop people's faith, to um, understand the hour that we are in, and navigate these waters and I just know that you will never be the same again. I just know that your life will never be the same again. There is clear word for you this morning, and we know that God is up to something. No matter what virus is running around, no matter what is the nations are, are shouting, we have a God that we can go to. We have a God that is, is always watching over us. He never leaves you, never forsakes you. Not in valley times. He's not only the God of the mountaintop, he's the God of the valley. And he will come through for you. He will come through for your family. And this is your finest hour to shine, child of God. While there's deep darkness upon the earth, the glory of the Lord will rise upon you and it will be seen upon you in Jesus' mighty name. So as we study the scriptures this morning, I want you to understand that uh, whenever you look at uh, God in his, in his wisdom, in his wisdom uh, you, when he wants to do something that's really important or he's got something to say in the earth that's really critical for, your, for you to know, God will always create a pause, a pause. Think about what I'm saying. Between the Old Testament and the New Testament, 400 years, God's not speaking. Because the next thing that God's about to say is that repent because the kingdom has come. He's about to usher in a new move, a, a new dimension. We, the, 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 the world is going to change forever because, forever because his son was prepared to come into the earth. He was born in that time. But God would create a pause in your life. Let me say that up front, that every pause is purposeful. Before God, every pause is purposeful. And if you don't pay attention to the pause, you miss God's purpose and his plan in the midst of the pause. Because that's the God that we serve. He's the God that will create a pause in your life. And he wants to get your attention. It's almost that if, if when you look at great speakers and people that, are, that, that understand when they speak about the pause, how in, in, even in a speech, a, a pause brings an emphasis to a space. But with God, when he's keeping quiet, is because he wants you to sit with, on edge. He wants you to sit ready. He wants you to know that, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He's got a word for you. He's got a word for your family. And when he pauses your life and he shuts down businesses, and he, he, didn't, do, he didn't create the virus, but he allows even this moment to bring in a kingdom understanding. It is not the first time that we are dealing with the plague. Let's get into the scriptures. But I believe that there is a reason for this pause. And I, I, in studying the scriptures, you know, now that the sport is over and you, you don't have anything else but to spend time in the word of God, God is being rich. The word has been rich in this season. And the title of my sermon this morning is Crossroads. Crossroads. Acts chapter 20 verse 20. I hope you seeing what God is busy doing. In Acts chapter, there's no coincidence with this. It's found in Acts. Your life is found in Acts chapter 20 verse 20. In the year 2020 and verse 21, let me read for you. You know how I've taught you in public meetings and in your homes. Are you listening to the Lord this morning? Paul is speaking. He says that I have not held anything back from you that would help you grow. Wow. 
Paul is saying, I'm going to give what I'm going to give you, and I'm going to help you grow, but I'm going to speak. I'm coming into your home. God is coming into your home in the season, child of God. God is coming into your house. God is not dealing with the church per se. He's dealing with, you know, anybody that's had a nefarious agenda or wolves that have been, uh, that have claimed to be pastors and people that have been charlatans, people that have been trying to rob God's people. He's dealing with those pastors, and it is true. We're not afraid of this. We started with nothing. God built us up, and we know that this is the season that God is dealing with pastors that have a nefarious agenda, but he's also dealing with your home. So Paul is saying, Acts 20, 20, pay attention to what's happening in your home. Listen to the Lord. Verse 21 says, he says, what I'm going to give you now, and this is what your apostle is going to give you. He says, everything I'm going to give you now is going to be helpful for you. He says, another version says, you know that I've not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you but I've taught you publicly and from house to house. I've taught you this in the kingdom of God. I've taught you this in the church. But now we're coming house and house to house. This is what 2020 is all about. Verse 21, I've declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn. Here's two things that's going to be helpful for you in this season. It's straight up, straight up from the beginning. You need to understand two things God's delivering to you and to your home. Number one is they must turn to God in repentance. That's number one. He says, what I'm going to teach you and what I'm going to give you for your home, there's two things that's critical for your destiny. One is that you need to turn to God in repentance. And number two, put your faith in our Lord Jesus. Wow. No misplaced trust anymore. The challenge that many people are under is because, and the fear and the instability and the anxiousness in people's hearts is because, number one, is that they've been depending upon a system that doesn't work. And they've had misplaced trust. But God is shifting us, our focus, to repent from what we know and understand in 2020, what we've depended upon, our jobs, our, 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 our own skill and ability. And God is causing us to come and to turn towards Him in repentance. The number one word in the kingdom of God is repent. Repent for the kingdom has come. That is what the silence for 400 years was all about. John the Baptist stood up and said, Repent. Change your mind, change your thinking, change where you have got your allegiance, where you put your trust. You're not supposed to be trusting in your own heart and leaning upon your own understanding. In all your ways this morning, in your home and in your life, you need to start acknowledging God. Listen to what the Lord is saying. Two things that are helpful and that's going to make you grow in the season. One is repentance towards God. Turn. Turn, turn is my prayer for every single family this morning. That you need to make a turn. God is calling the church. Please hear me, hear me, hear me. He's asking every one of us to turn. It's time for us to turn. It's not good enough for us to put on a, 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 a Sunday face. Come to church, dress up, smelling all good, but you know that your house is in a mess. It's not just preaching publicly. It is coming from house to house. This message is going to come from house to house. It's going to get into your home. It's going to get into your life. What's God calling for? He's calling for repentance. He's calling for us to come back to Him. He's calling us to pay attention to the kingdom and its system. That's what God is calling for. And then to put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. To put your faith in Him. Let's go a little deeper this morning. The pause has got a, a purpose in your life. The, the pause, I'm hoping that, and this is our prayer, and this is why we are, we are asking God and we are seeking God's face, is that you're going to use and maximize this pause that God has created. Your business is on pause, but God is not asleep. His pause has a purpose is that would we turn to him? Those are the two things. One is I need to repent. I need to turn towards God. I need to make a turn. 
And number two, I need to set my faith in the right place. No misplaced faith in the season. Let's get back to what this crossroads is all about. I believe that God, in the middle of all of what he's doing, there is a cross that he's placing in the middle of your road. That's what the crossroads is all about. You are at a crossroads. We are at a crossroads. The nations are at a crossroads. Every, every city, every family, and God is asking this thing to come right into the home. Not blaming governments, not blaming schools. All of that is done. Not even a pastor. It's coming into your house. Is there a cross in the middle of your house? Let me help you understand that. Go with me to Exodus chapter 12 and verse 21. There was a time when God raises up a man. The people were crying out. There's a pause for 430 years. These people are crying out to God. They're in bondage. They're in Egypt. And God raises up a deliverer. His name is Moses. And he goes and uses him, trains him up 40 years, sends him into Egypt to deliver God's people. It's not the first time that you're finding about a plague. That time when Moses came in there, there were 10 plagues released upon that, upon that nation. Ten plagues, not, not spaced over a hundred years, one after the other. We're dealing with the final plague that had come. God was about to do something to that nation and to wake and shake the nations up in that season. And what he did was he says, death is going to come now into that house. To everyone that does not have the blood. This is the instruction that God gives to Moses. So Moses is the pastor. God is saying, to Pharaoh, let my people go. They've been in slavery. They've been in bondage for, for, for 430 years. And God says to them, let my people go. Tell Pharaoh, I want the people to break from his system of slavery and bondage. And I want them to be set free. Then Moses calls for all the elders of Israel to be dealing with the final plague. The lights have come and the, and, and, you know, the other nine plagues had taken place. But God was dealing with one final thing. And they were about to break free from a system of slavery and bondage that they were bound to for 430 years. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families. Are you listening to the Lord this morning? According to your families. God's not speaking about the church. He's dealing with anybody that had a nefarious agenda as a shepherd. What about tithes and offerings? We're not concerned about that. God will provide. God is a provider. He will take care of his church. We will have more increase in the church than ever before if we follow the order of God. But God's focus was on the family. He sent them home. The first social distancing didn't happen today. The first social distancing took place right here. He says, pick out lambs for yourselves according to your families and, and, and kill the Passover lamb. You are heading into the Passover. He says, we are now going to have to put the cross in the, in the road of every family. Go and deal with the Passover lamb. He says, and you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the, the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. Why are you concerned? Why are you concerned about being quarantined? You're not being quarantined. There's a pause. You're not on man's agenda. We're not dealing with what the governments are saying. We are dealing with what the word of God is saying for us. God is setting up and he says, look, I'm going to, for the Lord will pass through and strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. He says there's going to be blood over your home, 
on the, on the doorposts of your home. And it's important to understand. It wasn't on the roof. It's really important to understand that. It wasn't on the roof. It was, it, it was, on, it was on the door. It was on a place, a gateway. Remember, this is the year of the opening. And I want to speak to you this morning. Because God has been speaking to us. He's coming into every family and into every home. He says, and you shall observe this thing as an ordinance to you and your sons forever. The first time you hear about Easter, what we call Easter, was actually the Passover. This is the first time it was instituted. It never happened in a church. It never happened in a stadium. It never happened with large gatherings. God could have told Moses, Moses, take all the people and let them all stand together and huddle because I'm going to do something in families' homes. He says, no, 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 send them home. Because everybody at the end of the day has got to go home. Are you hearing the Lord? Every one of us must go home. And God said to them, now send them home. But I'm going to make a distinction between this house and that house only for one reason, because there's blood. Death is coming, but I'm going to make a distinction between this house and that house. The one that's got the blood is the one that's going to be saved. And you must, it must be set up as an ordinance forever, forever. Don't you think that God's got our attention in this season? That you're going to have the greatest Passover we've ever had. And I want to hear an amen from you this morning. It will come to pass when you come to the land which the Lord will give you, just as he has promised. You shall keep this service. He says, even when you're coming into the promised land, he says, well, I'm taking you too. You've got to continue to remind yourself every single year, every single day, that this is how God delivered you and your family. God is busy speaking to us. And it shall be when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? Not when your pastor, not when anybody. You must be able to can teach this to your children in your home and in your life. Now, home can be different things to many people here. Because you could just be in a shack. You could be in a Wendy house. You could be in a room by yourself. That's your home. That's the place where God is speaking to you. This is why we can have technology. God even allowed the technology to come. Why? So a message can come right into your home. That you say. That you shall say. This is what you're going to be remembering out of, out of this when coronavirus came. You're not going to remember the coronavirus. You're going to remember the Passover lamb in your home. And you're going to teach it, teach it to your children. It is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and delivered our households. He struck them but delivered us. He struck them but delivered us. That no matter anybody that doesn't pay attention to the cross in the road is going to be destroyed. Are you hearing the Lord? So the people bowed their heads and they worshipped. Then the children of Israel went away and did so. Moses never came to their houses. Oh, hear the, Lord, the word of the Lord this morning. You keep on looking for a pastor and somebody to come to your house. God is saying what you need to do now is apply the blood in your own house. Just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron and so they did. They obeyed an instruction. The very first social distancing program happened in Exodus chapter 12. He said, now let there be a social distance because God's going to bring and is going to allow things, but your house must be saved. In this season, you will not be touched by a coronavirus, not you or your children, because you have an understanding about the power of the blood that is on the doorposts of your home, that you are safe and you are secure, that no virus, no germ, no disaster will fall upon your home. Oh God, I give him praise. Can somebody praise the Lord this morning and bless the Lord this morning because your home is free from every virus and every germ. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. 
The instruction was from Moses, and this is the instruction in this season, is that the companies, the people, the systems that have had you bound, God is saying, let my people go. Let my people go. You must break free from the systems. That is, don't, don't you see the systems are failing? Don't you see that the world cannot provide for you? Do you not see that they don't have enough hospitals and, and understanding of what to do? Don't you know that we need to pay attention to two things? One is we need to repent, and two, we need to put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. God is dealing with us concerning our homes. He wants you to go home and deal with your home. There's been too much craziness in our homes. People put on their Sunday face, but you know what's happening on your pillow at night. You know about the pornography. You know about the strife. You know about the bitterness. You know about the unforgiveness. You know about the bondage that your home is in. We know we've got to put on a Sunday face and we've got to smile for everybody, but you know what you've been going home to. Can God come and open up the door in your home? Can God come and open up? Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. God is dealing with the church in the season because a strong family makes for a strong church. It's not the other way around. Just because there's an anointing here doesn't mean there's an anointing in your house. But God is reversing this thing because He wants you to know that in your house, you're going to have breakthrough. In your house, you're going to have an answer. In your house, you're going to break from generational curses. In your house, you're going to apply the blood. You're going to be a doer of the Word of God. You're not like anybody else. Come on, somebody. Your house is off limits to the enemy. God's bringing order. God's bringing life. God's bringing deliverance. God's bringing an answer to your home and to your family. Is there anybody that will shout and say amen and like to share this with someone else that you need to know that God is coming to visit your house. The blood is going to come upon your home and your home will never be the same again. Are you hearing? We're going from house to house. It's an Acts 2020 moment where from house to house, the anointing is going to break the yoke. Come on, somebody. I feel like preaching this morning. There could be a few people in this place this morning, but I know that I'm preaching to somebody that even this grace is coming into your house. Even this grace is coming to that demonic system that you've been living under, the fear you've been living under, the depression you've been living under, the suicide thoughts. We're coming out to that thing. We know what slavery does to people. 430 years, God was going to deliver them overnight. Can somebody shout and say amen? Families were coming. Our families have been under attack for a long time. Families have been under, under uh, an attack for such a long time. But God is putting his focus on the family. Because God is a family man. Glory be to Jesus. He is a family man. Oh, just lift your hands where you are in your home right now. And just let the Lord know that you know that this pause is purposeful. Come on, somebody. Lift up your hands and say to the Lord, Lord, I know that this pause is for my children's children. You love us. You're a family man. You lost a family in the garden. And you are restoring my family. You're restoring my children. Anybody that is lost, anybody that is not saved, you and your household will be saved. The things we've been struggling with in our home, the poverty that's been there, the struggle and the fight in our minds. God knows what slavery has done. God knows what the enemy has done to you in your home. For this reason, the Son of Man was made manifest, was to undo the work of the devil. Overnight, their lives changed. Their lives changed. Overnight, God shifted it. I want to just read Acts chapter 17. Repenting in your home. Repenting. Let me just share this with you. We, we got into um, a season where God has just been dealing with us privately. And I was like, God, I mean, I shared it to the church. 
And the church knows it. You know, there was a pastor's appreciation. And, um, you know, as people bless me, I'm like, God, what do I do? The Lord says, now I want you to go and do some things in your home. And God allowed me and my family. God said, look, I, I went to my wife and I said, I'm going to, I feel it's time for us to fix the bedroom. Listen to what I'm saying. I didn't know this. This was over in November and December. God's dealing with me as a man of God and as a family. And God is saying, I want you to deal with your private space. So the guy that comes out and is, is working with us is Roy. He's brilliant in what he done. And he came and I said, look, we're going to revamp this whole bedroom. We're going to change carpets. We're going to put on curtains. We're going to repaint this place. We're going to just create a brand new space. And the place I want us to start is in the wardrobe. Well, it includes the wardrobe. And he came in there and he said, do you mind if I open up your wardrobe? I looked at that thing. I said, wow, that's a God moment. Because God was looking to come into a private space of mine. And, and we had to go and we changed everything on the inside. We took out, you know, things we haven't worn before. And I'm thinking about that in every single home. We know about things that the world doesn't know about. We have things hanging in our wardrobes like offenses and bitterness and anger and unforgiveness and strife that the world doesn't know about. We put on our, Christ, our Sunday face, but when we go home, we go home to that place where every day we have to open up those wardrobes and you know you've hung offenses. You know you've hung strife in your home. But God is coming into your home. I'm telling you. I'm hearing, hear the Spirit of the Lord. God is coming into a private space. That's what God was dealing with us. He says everything about you, who you've been depending upon, looking to the church or the things you've been through, we all go through challenges. We all have to go through what we have to go through. But God's coming into your private space. God's dealing with you. He's dealing with my prayer life. He's dealing with your prayer life. He's dealing with your family altar. He's dealing with things in your home that you, the church doesn't know about, but you know about. And God is dealing with that. Acts 17, 24. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples made, built by human hands. This is not it for God. This is not for it for God. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so they could seek him, the spores, so they could seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he's not far from, from one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of our own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being, God's divine nature, is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by human design and skill. You can't depend upon your, your salary. You can't depend upon the things that you built, your, 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 your furniture, your home, and all the things that we brag about and we boast about. It's not going to help you and your soul. But now he commands in the past, listen to verse 30, in the past God overlooked such ignorance but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. Before it was okay. You walked in ignorance. But God is saying, I'm lifting up the ignorance. It's not an excuse anymore. We need to apply the thing in our home. For he has set the day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. It's a time when you need to apply the word of God. 
And God's calling us to be doers of the word of God. The winds are blowing, the rain has come, but only those that are doers of the word, their houses will stand on a foundation. The man who doesn't do it, Matthew chapter 7 says, that he's, he's, he's a foolish man because he's not a doer of the word. It's not good for that you hear me. It's not good that they heard Moses say, go and apply the blood. It was that they had to go and do it. God is calling us to do that. God is calling. Uh, but pastor, this, this doesn't make sense. Yes, but it makes faith. You can only flow in what you understand. If you only flow in what you understand, there can be no miracles. It's the first time they introduced the Passover. And so they saw the power of God. It's what we are doing in our homes. We'll speak about teaching our children, because he's in the, you need to teach this to your children. Now is the time for parents to sit with their children and to teach them. For greater the peace of my children, for they've been taught of the Lord. That in righteousness, in righteousness, the blood has made you righteous. They'll be established. Far from oppression, you will not fear. And from terror, it will not come near you. This is the Passover weekend. Let them know it's more than Easter eggs. Let them know, let them know, let them know what the power of the blood can do. Let, the, let your home repent and that you can look to God, not to your job anymore, not to the world anymore. The systems are failing. God is calling us to repent and to come back. Put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. When morning comes, this is what I believe. I had a vision many years ago and I didn't know how God would do this. I woke up and I wrote the vision down. It could be about 12 or 13 years ago. And the Lord showed me lights going on in every single home. We've run connect groups over the years. It's been powerful. But I've never seen this moment coming. I was wondering, I saw all of Africa and I saw the globe, but I saw lights going on in every home. I believe in your home, the light of God's word is going to begin to shine. This is a prophetic moment that what was promised is coming to pass for your life. And for mine, somebody say amen. Because when they came out of that house, here's what I want you to understand today. When they walked out of that house the next morning, when, when, when dawn, the Bible says they must stay there until morning comes. Here's the important thing of your morning. You know that this, is, this is thing is broken. We're dealing with this thing in the spirit and we know it will not last forever. And you are going to come out of the door. There'll be a fresh opening for you and your family. God not only protected them in their home, He protected them every single step of the way. Why? Because they put in the middle of their home, there was a crossroads, and they were willing to put the cross in the middle of it, and God took them on a different path from that day forward. They were not in slavery anymore. God gave them favor with man. God made sure that the families were safe and secure, and every single step of the way, He took them to the place. This is your season. Of a crossroads. Listen to Psalm 105 and verse 37. He also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among their tribes. Wow! Not just finances he did he bring them out with, but imagine that every old man is sitting with arthritis. Somebody had no limbs. Somebody needed healing in their body. Somebody was in was was in ICU. Somebody uh, was in had a challenge in physically in their body. They walked out, no wheelchairs. Nobody carrying anybody. They walked out. What did they do? They had communion that day. It was the Passover. They, they ate unleavened bread. They, put the, they killed the lamb. They put the blood on, its, on, the, on, the, on the doorposts. They ate the lamb. And that was the Passover lamb that they ate. 
But when they walked out of that door, when you walk out of your door from your home, when this is over, or even if you have to go to the malls, God's protection is upon you, child of God. God's hand is upon you. Why? Because you are walking out under the blood. Are you hearing the Lord today? Your family is under the blood. You are covered under the blood. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue risen against you in judgment, you condemn those tongues in Jesus' mighty name. God is operating in your home. Isaiah 8, 8. Here I am and the children whom the Lord has given me. We are for signs and wonders. Come on, anybody under the sound of my voice. This is the moment that there's a breakout of revival in your home. There's a breakout of God's presence in your home. Your body is healed. The bones in your body will be healed. Organs will be replaced. You'll come back. There'll be miracles and signs and wonders that will begin to flow through every home because it never happened in the church. It happened in your home. Revival's breaking out in every house. In the name of Jesus, I speak that you are breaking free from the bondage. You are breaking free from the addiction. You are breaking free from the strife. You are breaking free. Your family's coming out. Where there's been shame in your family's name, there'll be double honor. Come on, I say that. Give us an amen this morning. No one broke, no one sick, no medical aid along the road. God provided healing for them. God provided for them. Somebody say amen. Anyone with an arthritis, anyone with a tumor, anyone with a disease, anyone with a broken limb, when they walked out, they remembered the Passover. They remembered the power of the Passover. Your days of slavery are over to a system that has kept you and your family bound. God's restoring family names. God is taking care of his people. My time's up. My time's up. Here's the intention of God. Exodus 19.3. Listen to what God says. They're out of Egypt. They're walking whole. And they loaded. They stripped the Egyptians, the system, and they walked out. God created a payback for all those years. Listen to what it says. And Moses went up to God. So now he's having an encounter with God. And the Lord called to him from the mountain saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the children of Israel. Tell those that are born again. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how, oh, this is such a beautiful scripture. How I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Not take you to the promised land. Not provide for you. Not give you a job. What is the end game? That when God's delivering you and your family in the season, it's to bring you to himself. Your encounter with God. Your altar. Your prayer life. Your life with God. Everything's going to shift because of this moment. Come on somebody. Say amen. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. For all the earth is mine. God says, I will set you apart from your home, from any other home. You will be above all people. You will not be like anybody else. Hear me today. You are not dying before your time. You are not going to be found in a quarantine in a hospital. You will not be struggling with your body. Why? Because there's power in the blood. Is there anybody who will begin to shout and say yes and amen in your home? That you can walk around in every room where there's fear. You just say, no devil, there's power in the blood. My family is free from viruses. There's restoration. There's healing. God's bringing justice to this thing. We are, we are walking in freedom all the days of our lives. 
And he said, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. You will not perish with the world. There is a crossroads that we have to make a decision this morning. There's a crossroads. There's a crossroads. For God so loved the world. This is the word of God. That he gave his only begotten son. He loved the world. He came, not, not the earth. The world, not the people. It's not just the people. He killed, he destroyed the system that the people were living under. And the people walked in victory because of it. He came to destroy the system that we were living under. Can I just say this today? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He never sent an angel. He sent his son to do what? To restore the family. God has got you and he's asking you. And this is my prayer for you this morning. And I'm asking, you are sitting in a crossroads right now. This moment you have to make a decision. Are you going to serve God? Are you going to break from a system? Are you going to put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ? This is an altar call right now. For anybody that needs to know that you may have to make a decision. Because you are at a crossroads of your life. God is calling you to pay attention to the cross. That's in the middle of your road. The pause is for a purpose. The cross is you cannot be ignored. You cannot ignore it anymore. There is the cross that we now need to give our hearts to Jesus. If that's you this morning, I want to pray for you. If you've never given your heart to Christ, I'm asking you to make that decision this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, you pray this after me. If that's you this morning, pray this after me. Say, Lord Jesus. I confess that I am a sinner. At this crossroad of my life, I believe that you died on the cross for a sinner like me. I ask you to come into my heart. Cleanse me of my sin. I believe that there's power in your blood to cleanse me, to wash me, and to deliver me from a failing world. I belong to you from today as I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen and amen. God is calling you. Won't you please let us know if you believed what I just prayed this morning and you received that prayer and you prayed it after me. I want you now. We can reach so many people through this. Even after the service. It can touch so many people's lives. If that's you and you've done it in earnest, please let us know. Give us your name. We want to send you a gift. We want to pray for you. We want the people to be connected to you. We want to help you in your growth with God. Listen. Listen to what Paul said in Acts 20, 20. I'm giving you nothing else but that which is helpful to, for you and to see you grow. Repent and turn to Jesus. Put your faith in him. And so this morning... Remember that he who provides for this life, but takes no care for eternity, is wise for a moment, but a fool for eternity. And your decision today to turn has made you wise for eternity, even though you look like a fool temporarily. God is fighting for you.